0: Today on the newscast, it's one of the most important events in the history of the Christian faith. Without it, I may not be standing here right now. And today, we'll take you to the very places in Israel where it happened. Stick around. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We start today with some very sad news out of Israel. Israel yesterday, Thursday, April 29th, experienced what may be the worst peacetime disaster in its history as some 45 people were killed in a stampede on Mount Meron in the northern Galilee region. Now, at least 100,000 people had gathered there for the annual Log Bomer celebrations. And folks, quickly, it got very overcrowded. There was apparently a narrow walkway where hundreds, if not thousands of people crammed together. And then the stampede started. There was a domino effect. People from up top fell on to the people below. And we had a very, very tragic and horrific situation. Again, at least 45 people are dead. Uh, Some 150 more wounded, many of them critically wounded. So God forbid, but it looks like that death toll may very well rise. Right now, Israeli hospitals have a hotline for people who are seeking their loved ones. Israeli first responders, the Israeli military are on the scene. So a very tragic situation right now in Israel. The Israeli prime minister has declared this Sunday, May 2nd, a national day of mourning. Again, folks, this is probably the most grave disaster in a time of peace during Israel's history since 1948. It's modern history. So let's keep the people of Israel in our prayers right now. A very tragic situation and they need our prayers. Hey, we're going to transition from that bad news into some good news for this Friday, literally the good news. We're going to get into one of the most pivotal stories in the history of Christianity, the conversion of the Roman centurion Cornelius to the Christian faith. Now, Cornelius was the very first Gentile, non-Jewish follower of Jesus. The book of Acts unfolds his story throughout chapter 10, as a matter of fact. In the Acts of the Apostles in your New Testament, we hear the story of the Roman centurion Cornelius. So I thought it would be kind of fun today to take you to the two spots where that story unfolded. Number one, Joppa, the Israeli coastal city, and then a bit north along the Israeli coast to the city of Caesarea. Obviously, two cities with great biblical significance that you read about, again, in your Bible. We're going to take you there today with our good friends, Jamie Elgrad and Danny the Digger Herman, Israeli tour guides, to unfold the story of the very first Gentile follower of Jesus the Roman Centurion Cornelius. Folks, this is fascinating and important biblical history. Take a look. We just made it to the house of Simon the Tanner, as some people believe. This is it, let's go. Wow, Jamie, for me, this is a very special moment as a Gentile follower of Jesus, because right here, as we've been talking about, the house of Simon the Tanner on the roof, Peter falls into the deep trance, sees the vision from God, arise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter says, not so, Lord, I'm a Jew. I can't eat anything considered unclean. And God says, no, what I have cleansed, do not call unclean. On this very roof where we're going right now, Jamie, Peter wakes up, he gets a knock on the door, And it's some emissaries from a certain Roman, very influential Roman centurion named Cornelius. Uh, And they say, hey, uh, our boss, in a sense, Cornelius, has had a vision from God. And he wants to meet you. So what happens next? Now this, Peter goes up to Caesarea, he meets Cornelius, and he sees that, okay, uh, now the Gentiles we're allowed to take the Gospel to the Gentile world. For me, Jamie, I mention this is very special because I quite literally would not be standing here as a Gentile follower of Jesus if this never happened. If Peter didn't have that vision, there's a good chance that, look, Christianity would have never spread from the shores of the land of Israel elsewhere. But tell us why a Joppa in that sense was so important as a gateway. We talked about it being a gateway to Jerusalem, but a gateway to the world. It is a gateway, Eric. It's the gateway to Jerusalem. It's a gateway from
1: Egypt to Mesopotamia up north, to that northern empire, the Via Maris, the international ancient way. But it's also a gateway out. Out in what sense? Out when Peter is able to spread
0: out the message of Christianity to the Gentiles, to the world. That encounter, Cornelius has a vision. Peter, right here on the roof of the house we're standing in front of Jamie, very likely, has that vision. The two come together just north of here in Caesarea, and boom, uh, Gentiles all of a sudden realize, hey, we're grafted in, and the Jewish believers say, okay, Gentiles are not unclean. They, they can be a part of this, be a part of this Jesus movement uh, in that time. And then the Apostle Paul takes it, and the rest is history, I guess you would say. And
1: it's all written over here,
0: It's the Book of Acts. In. We're wrapping up here in beautiful Caesarea, and we talked about the Apostle Paul, his imprisonment here. Even Pontius Pilate had a role to play here. But to my mind, uh, the most pivotal New Testament event to take place here was the conversion of the Roman centurion Cornelius Mm -hmm. to Christianity. Set the backdrop for us. The first
1: non-Jew to accept Jesus. And according to the book of Acts, an angel appears to him and instructs him to send his servants to... Jaffa, about 20 miles away.
0: That's just south of here, on the Mediterranean coastline. Yes, and why? Well, at that very time, Danny, the apostle Peter, Simon Peter, was taking a nap on the roof of Simon the Tanner, and he had a vision, a dramatic vision, a sheep coming down from heaven, probably a tallit, some believe, with a bunch of unclean animals, unclean according to Jewish law. And of the voice of God said, Arise Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything impure. It's against it's ha- the law of It's Moses. against the law. And yeah. this happens three times. And the voice of God says, What I have made clean, you shall not call impure. Three times this happens, Danny. Yeah. At that moment, those servants of Cornelius, three of them who you told us about, knock at the door Peter comes downstairs. They say, hey, our master had a vision from the Lord. He wants you to come to Caesarea, here here, where we're standing right now, to meet Cornelius, and they go on the journey.
1: Yeah. And as he reaches Caesarea, Cornelius approaches him, greets him, and eventually asks him to, to baptize him. Now, I can imagine Peter at that moment scratching his head, hold on. Yeah. He's not a Jew. He's not circumcised. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. He he doesn't keep kosher, none of this. Okay, but then the Holy Spirit descends.
0: Comes upon Cornelius and his friends and his relatives who are all gathered there to meet Peter, very excited. And God pours His Spirit out on them. They start speaking in tongues. Like on Pentecost, Peter takes a step back and says, wow, okay, if they've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, surely, I can baptize them with water. That's exactly what he does. And man, that that sheet that came down in Joppa, now we see. God says they are Gentile, yes, but they're not impure. I've given my word and my spirit to them as well. And what do we have? Cornelius becomes? A Christian. A Christian. The very first...
1: Non-Jew. Yeah. To accept Christ. And it happened here. It happened here. And nowadays you have 2 billion people that are not Jewish, including you. That's right. (laughs) And it's thanks to the event that happened here.
0: The book of Acts chapter 10 obviously unfolds the story of Cornelius, but the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 22 has a, shares something very interesting. It says that Cornelius was a God-fearing man who was respected by all of the Jewish people. All of the people of Israel were very fond of Cornelius you wonder sometimes why was Cornelius chosen out of all the people in the world? Why did God choose Cornelius to be the first Gentile follower of Jesus? Well, I think Acts 10:22 gives us a good indicator as we rewind to Genesis 12:3. God is very clear when he tells Abraham, "I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and your descendants, the people of Israel." Clearly Cornelius blessed and was a blessing to the people of Israel, and he received a very mighty blessing in return. Hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Watchman Newscast. Have a great weekend. Until next time, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.